Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. Hey everybody, it's Jane Johnston with the Briar Hill Group at Remax Camosun, host of Vancouver Island Time. I'm here by myself this morning because Andrew has stepped away for a few moments. Uh, today we're going to be talking. Hello. Hey everybody. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? Minute, I'm getting water. <laughs> uh, we were just having a good laugh about real estate and how it's 24/7 and uh, crazy, crazy. Yeah, Wayne said she took the day off yesterday, didn't pick up her phone, and then she was like, well, (laughs) only in the afternoon. Well, (laughs) yeah. I I showed four properties in the morning. It was an exploratory thing. You know, that was was your day off. uh, Well, yeah, it wasn't stressful. I, I mean, I don't find hanging around people stressful, but yeah. I would say, I do. do you? Actually, sometimes, but most of the time, you know, great clients, great people, great friends. No, but um, it can be. It really depends on, it can be uh, stressful. But no, it, things like going out with people to explore properties when that's what you like doing. I do like doing that too. That can be great. When there's, uh, a, it's a beautiful sunny day and you've got friends saying, let's go play tennis or let's go paddle boarding or what have you. Um, and somebody else wants to go explore properties. There's a bit of a, a pull, like, you know, an active client looking to purchase is generally priority. But if someone's just sort of exploring the waters, I, I, there is definitely a personal pull there. Yeah, I agree. And I, I found it a lot more when my kids were little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. actually because they were um because it would always be like i'd be taking care of my children and i'd have to go and either take them with me or um one time actually funny story so <laughs> i'm doing a show uh i'm doing a show i'm doing a showing and uh we go into the kitchen and there are these bar stools so i say to my kids okay sit on the bar stool and uh, we're going to go and do the tour. And I come down and they're like, woo, going around. That's spinning. Sure. Get into the car. So take them into the car. I have the roof open. I lock the car. <laughs> I have the keys. They were like four and six. So did they climb out the roof? Uh, I come back out and they're standing on the seats. 
Woo! <laughs> I was like, I said to my husband, that is a lot of Children of realtors. You know, we've all, um, it's funny because, um, you know, a lot of realtors are single, single parents or, you know, their, their partners are, uh, are working and the children are young and they may not be in, uh, in uh, school, uh, <clears throat> may not be in uh, some sort of care. So sometimes uh, something comes up and you need to bring them with you. And I've had that happen. And, you know, some clients are great with it and other clients and people will say, oh, that's very unprofessional. And I mean, it is and it isn't. It's not necessarily professional uh, from one perspective, but this is life. And when we as agents are, all, our whole life is dedicated around helping our clients at any moment, then we need to have some flexibility with our clients to understand, hey, you know what, um, this person does have a life and they're doing their best to manage and get us good, good service, the best service they can give. Well, many people used to ask me, maybe we should change the topic for today. Maybe it should be about the balance of life as a realtor. Let's talk but, about that. But we've got like 300 people logged in to see what we are talking about. Yes, um, life of a realtor. That's a good That's a good one. Let's talk about that. Sure. Okay. Well, I will say a lot of people say to me, Jane, how did you manage to be uh, successful in real estate and have kids? And I would say uh, there is no balance. There's no such thing as balance, I don't think, really. It's just a question of priorities and what you're doing when. And um, so I do work a lot. And, you know, my husband would probably say I probably work too much. And, but my kids would say I was always there for every um, field trip. I was there for uh, every excursion. We went to a special trip to Vancouver. I went with that. But I wasn't there on the weekends for things like all the sports and stuff. I just, that was when it was hard for me. During the week, I could balance, balance it and, and schedule people if I knew what was happening around. Mm -hmm. Like I schedule around this every Monday morning because I know yeah. what's going to happen. I think we're, you know, we are able to schedule things in small bites, like our Monday mornings tend to be sacrosanct. Uh, every once in a while, you or I go away on a weekend or something, and we get somebody else to cover for these Monday mornings. But generally speaking, that's easy enough to do, or we have our sales meetings on a Tuesday morning at 9.30. But, but we, today is the day. Uh, and sometimes we need to be flexible on that. But when a client says, uh, hey, I want to write an offer on this property, um, hey, property just came up. I want to see it. Um, hey, I'm interviewing three agents and you're one of them. And, uh, you know, come on out. These are things that sometimes come to us out of the blue. And we're not like just working nine to five, Monday to Friday, going into work and, and, and knowing what we're doing that day. So every day is a new day. Um, and it's hard. Yes. Juggling personal life. Like, uh, oh, I saw the, um, was it you? The meme. Yeah. There was a meme on uh, one of our Facebook groups and I'd seen it. It's like, have you, have you, um, have you dated or been married to a real estate professional? You made the compensation. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, because you know um, the person who you are. Uh, these these people who are your your loved ones do you have to share you with this real estate life? Yeah, and it's kind of like when you read. Uh, you know, book about or stories about failed marriages. And it's because uh, the partner um, gets 
almost jealous of you not paying attention to them, which is understandable because uh -huh. the phone will ring in the middle. It, what it is is if you have a, a, a fear of losing out or, or scarcity mentality, then when the phone rings, you'll always answer it. Actually, my phone's rang twice during this talk and I haven't answered it. So but when I first got into real estate, I wouldn't do that. I had a conversation when I first got into real estate with an established agent and uh, I was at a party. It was a Friday night and I had, um, I think I had a pager back in the day of all things. Um, but um, what I did was, uh, you know, I was, I, was, I was talking to her at this party and we were, um, I was saying, you know, I'm having a hard time like turning off, like letting go. I don't want to, I don't want to have a drink or two on a Friday night in case my phone rings. If, 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 if there's, if the pager buzzes, you know, I, I want to be able to get back to it. If there's an offer coming in on my property or have you, and she says, you know, you've got to, you've got to live your life. You still have to, you still have to live your life. And so this is, um, I don't what know. Was the life of her, their piece of advice really just to live your life. Like she, she was better at turning off her phone. She got, you talk about the scarcity piece and when you're a new agent, you tend to feel like every phone call could be that, that, that next paycheck. And when you're living paycheck, paycheck and trying to build a business, you're, you're much more reactive um, in that sense. And that's, it, it's funny because as a new agent, you know, you feel like your value is being available all the time. And as an experienced agent, that's still part of the value, but, our availability doesn't have to be all the time to be really, really effective. It's more about, it's less about availability, I think, and more about effectiveness. Well, when you're a new agent, you have time. And yes. some people like to work with new agents because they can bully them. Like I remember being bullied by clients and, they, and they're like, I want to see this, I want to see this. When you're, when you're an experienced agent, you have more wisdom and yeah. you start to begin to ask more effective questions and you're more targeted in your effort and you're also you're just wiser in how you're uh dealing with your clients and so you have a better orientation meeting yeah i think it's the orientation meeting and it's how you hold yourself and when i was a new agent um in terms of, i never thought of it well i mean you could think of it as bullying and it, it can be there are people out there like that but it's also about communication with your clients and having them understand and respect um that that there are other elements to your life and that you're giving them your all uh, and that there are certain priorities and times when they will want me to give them more priority and other times when they need to understand that what they're asking for is not urgent uh, because um, I'm giving my urgency to someone who is in, at an urgent stage and when their time is urgent, they'll get my time as well. Um, so having that talk around, you know, when we're just, as you said, you were, um, we were chatting earlier and you said, you know, you're out on Sunday uh, with some folks who were prowling here. You know, they were just um, testing the waters, uh, getting to know the marketplace, perhaps. These are not, um, these are people who will benefit from that. And I love doing that is helping educate people into what is out there in the marketplace, but we're not actively hunting. So we right. don't have to jump and make appointments at the last minute and change our plans just to go and show four properties. You can set it up long in advance. You can, you know. Yeah, they're house viewing, not house hunting. And yeah. they're like on a 
scale of A, B, or C, A being like we're buying right now, we're doing one-offs right now. And um, like I had clients like that on Saturday. So uh, I'm, they're like, we want to come to town. We want to see properties. I'm like, okay, set it up, write the offer. Let's go. We got an accepted offer. And then Sunday, they're like probably B clients. So they're probably three to six months out. They're just doing research. Same thing. It was very casual, asking a lot of questions. I mean, I the difference is the questions that I ask people when we're going around to see a property, if I know that they're ready to buy, I'm like, okay, well, just remember, if you like this property, you know, do you want these cabinets in this? Do you want the, all the, yeah. yeah. and, and there, and so that without even thinking about it, they're being primed for an offer. They're thinking about the offer as we're going through. And I don't even think about, I just know that that's their mindset. But so the people who I was showing on Sunday, it's more like, do you like the area? Mm -hmm. do, you think, do you want to, uh, the fact that it doesn't have a balcony, is that an issue for you? And they decided, yes. So we're now we're only looking at places with balconies. Like that's so a big thing. Lifestyle of the real estate agent is all about asking questions. You know, asking questions that orient uh, the people that we're working with towards um, thinking about those things that, that, that will help them to be successful. And so it's when you first start out, the questions are really broad um, yeah. and, and they just get more and more to narrow and defined as we get closer and closer to them finding what they're looking for. Um, you know, I like to tell people that, you know, they need, they need, um, you know, vision and uh, money and, uh, Oh, darn it, I've forgotten the third. It's part of a presentation <laughs> I do. Um, vision, money, and uh, um, well, anyway, the point is. <laughs> how could I forget the most important piece? Experience. Experience. Vision, money, and experience. So um, they will gain experience by working with an experienced person. They will also rely on the experience of that person they're working with. That's That's a given, as long as they have um, trust in that experience, you're going to be able to work well. Money, we connect them up with um, um, somebody for financing or we make sure that they've got their, their ducks in a row that way. Um, this is all part of the work that we do right off the bat in terms of, again, lifestyle. One of the things that we end up doing is tail wagging the dog if we don't ask these questions and get these things um, uh, clarified right off the bat. So our lifestyle can either be very, very... Um, fun, exciting, uh, really rewarding, working with wonderful people, or we can be just, you know, pulling our hair out because we're so busy because we haven't asked those questions. But yeah, so so experience comes in, money comes in. Vision is something that we as agents can't provide. And that's the thing where those questions well, come in. Well, that's where we ask them the questions. Yes. Then we clarify the vision because sometimes people say, mm -hmm. Uh, what their vision is. And then as you're going around the property, you're like, you know what you're, here's what you said is your vision, but here's what I'm hearing is your vision. Is yeah. this where you want to go? Yes, exactly. What do you mean you've fallen in love with this house? It, you know, when you, when we first started working together, you said you wanted, you know, this, this, and this now <clears throat> find to write this offer, but like, how does this match up with what your end result the goal is? And also, you know, working with couples or families, you know, other family members that is, are the visions aligned? Um, yeah. So we are always asking, part of the lifestyle of a real estate agent is asking a lot of questions. 
and really helping people. It's counseling and it's helping people to understand and clarify for themselves, articulate for themselves, deeply understand. One of my very first buyers that I was working with was funny. She's, she's like, I want a character home. I want to live on this street in Fairfield. And uh, I want a kitchen in the middle of the house. And uh, it's funny how you remember the conversation exactly. And then, so then one Friday night we're going out and we're in this contemporary zebra design home. <laughs> and yeah. I turned around, I'm like, why are we here? She's like, right. I was just curious. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I get it. But the thing is the seller, the seller gets all excited when you want to show the home. So we really do have to be careful about showing properties to ones that you are very interested in. There's Ginger. Hi, Ginger. Hi, Ginger. Rather than um, rather than just going looking willy nilly, and I think actually that's one of the benefits of COVID is being that it's allowed people to really focus and allowed agents to say, "Listen, you need to focus because you know for us to go in right now, it's onerous on the seller." Everybody, everybody is at higher risk, so we need to make sure that we mitigate that risk and that we respect the fact that people's homes are, you know, are, are sacrosanct, and we need to be careful about going into those homes with with and putting things people at risk. Yeah. So, um, working hours of a realtor. Uh, so I my hours now. My phone goes off at ten p.m. Yeah. And it comes on at seven, but. Uh. Uh, if I'm in a conversation with people, I'm definitely listen. Like uh, I'll be monitoring my chat, right? But I don't get notifications. What about you? Uh, so my posted hours, I, I when I'm sitting with new buyers um, and sellers, and I have in my presentation, my I have a presentation that I just sort of run through, which is not necessarily a sales piece so much as a Q and A FAQ orientation kind of piece, right? Yep. A, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of letters. And one of the things I say is, you know, I work Monday to Friday, nine to five, plus evenings, plus weekends. <laughs> I work all the time. <laughs> so, you know, I work when other people aren't working. Uh, this is These are my availabilities, right? Um, I had a friend uh, slash client contact me um, yesterday, actually. He started texting me at 7.30 in the morning. And, um, and, and this is a Sunday morning and I was hoping to sleep in. So, uh, so it phones beside my bed, it's buzzing. Okay. So I, it was funny because, you know, everybody's got a different sense of what your phone does and when it's turned off, but I'll get texts sometimes at seven 30 in the morning. I'll get texts sometimes at 1130 at night. Hey, you know, we kind of want to see these properties tomorrow. <laughs> Just waking up to this. So, um, but I do leave the phone available and on because there are things that come up out of the blue and um, I do work all wow. the time. Am I working? Am I working all the time? No, I, we were just again before the show, I was saying, you know, Jane, my perception of what you do, because I see you on social media and such is that, you know, it seems to me like you're always working. And as you said, and you re re retorted that, you know, well, you didn't work yesterday. And you said, well, <laughs> I was showing properties yesterday morning and I, I had my phone. You said you said literally I didn't pick up my phone at all yesterday and then you were like, well. From yeah. two o'clock on. 
that epitomizes the life of a realtor. But the uh, thing we, is, though, I've learned. We're working when we are working. I've learned to, uh, especially when I'm be working with people from back east, because sometimes they don't realize we're three hours behind. Yeah. yeah. That uh, I definitely uh, put the phone on mute from 10 to 7. And I used to do 10 to 6, but I row in the morning. And I actually don't now start checking messages till around 8.30 when I'm rowing, 8.30 to 9. And um, that, and I realized right. like when you, you people- messages while you're rowing? <laughs> no, no, okay. after. Okay. But the, the uh, what it made me realize is somebody said, well, when do you take holidays? Cause I really haven't taken holiday in two years. Like I've worked every single day. Uh -huh. And um, I say, well, I don't take a holiday per se. What I do is I um, take time during the day. So I'll read on my, this is my little couch right here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Carol Riera is saying the same thing. I take time during the day. I sit on my couch. I look at my view over there and I just kind of, uh, for a couple <laughs> hours. <laughs> because I think you, you just kind of, um, it's too busy. It's too, you can't sustain it over time. No. No, you you um, you can't always be running a marathon uh, or and a sprint. And what I'm, what I'm finding right now is there's a bit of buyer fatigue happening, but I think there's also realtor fatigue happening after being such a long run, so busy. So we're coming up on two years, and um, you know. I've been looking; all my Facebook things are coming up. My reminders of my trip to back east my last time I visited my parents and and it's like wow you know I used to I saved a lot of money which is why we're doing a renovation right now <laughs> saved $30,000 by not taking holidays over two years maybe more amazing amazing you know um, I know a lot of people watch these things and they they're I mean real estate agents can make a lot of money and they also can work um, you know, Jane and I have been doing this for 15 years and, um, and the reward of doing it for such a long period of time is that we do get, you know, people who like and trust us and call us again and again and again. But for new agents working in this business, there's a lot of churn. There's a lot of people who work really, really hard and end up spending in some cases their life savings to try to make, uh, to make a career work that it just never does work for them. Um, and I've seen people who have also been in the business um, as long as, as we have who still struggle. Um, and uh, a big part of this business is, you know, getting to know yourself, getting to know your clients. And, and um, the reward is you do start to make more money. Um, but the lifestyle we have, as we sort of alluded to earlier, is there are sacrifices for that and that could mean that, you know, there are sacrifices in relationship, sacrifices in the um, your raising of your children. Um, I know some agents who really focus on their children first and their real estate second, and it hurts their real estate, of course. Um, but, you know, I also watch, you know, just how happy they are with their children and, and, and their family. My kids are, you know, 17 and 21 now, and there's times that I wish that I'd, you know, uh, 
had a different career, you know, followed different career paths or something where it was the nine to five. Um, we get paid a lot of money. There is a lot of risk. Uh, well, we get, okay, let's just, let's just say something though. Yeah. So when I got into real estate, we got in at exactly the same time and we were with exactly. homes yeah. and um, I sold my first house in two weeks after sell, after getting in, like really getting in in September. And it was funny because we got licensed in July and I spent July and August checking my pager. Like who was yeah. going to call me? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody even knew I was a realtor. I was like yeah. all ready to go. We were on a sailing trip. I'm checking my pager all the time, surreptitiously going to the bathroom, check my pager. I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to drive myself crazy. Anyway. Um, then I met my first client who happened to be the director of the school that I was working at. He said he wanted to buy a house. I was like, okay, I go back home. Like, I don't even know how to write an offer. Ah. <laughs> I write the offer. We, uh, and then I thought, you know, okay, we saw five properties and I, I actually just counseled them through it. I said, this is the best property because of this and this and this. And so we bought property and um, it closed quickly. And I was like, thank God. Cause I was $10,000 in debt. Yeah. And um, my phone's ringing again. And then I sold one house per month and that was just barely keeping me above water. Yeah. And so, so when I say we make a lot of money, we have a lot of expenses. We have a lot of expenses. And from then from January to July the next year, I sold homes, but none of them closed before July. So for seven months, I had no income. Yeah. And I remember we were renovating, uh, we were putting a suite in a house and I was just thinking like, I wrote an email to Mike Holmes and I said, I don't know if I can handle this job. Like I made, I had more money in my bank account being a teacher, making $35,000 a year uh -huh. than I do with this anticipated income. And then uh, I got paid and I paid off all my debt, whatever. I was late on my tax. I got dinged on that. Like it was awful. Uh -huh. It's a really, really hard business to do well in. It is. So for every, yeah. And so, for every successful agent, there are um, many, many, like I am consistently in the top 20%, generally pretty consistently in the top 20, 30% of agents uh, in our real estate board. You're probably in the top 10% for sales, right? Um, <laughs> and, and it's all part of its lifestyle choice. There are agents who are, you know, really great agents who are not doing a lot of sales. But it, there's also a lot of agents that try really, really hard. I've had conversations with these agents and they just, how do you do it, Andrew? How do you, you know, you just do, you just do your thing. You just be yourself and you do the best you can for your clients. But uh, there's. The thing is that you and I both do, I think that is successful is that we have the orientation. We have the, the, we grounding, the grounding meeting where we like real estate 101 here's how you write an offer here's what we're going to be doing here's the process and then when you get to an accepted offer here's the next steps and what we're going to be doing for me you know we have systems and i know uh working in the bullpen at pemberton homes for eight years and listening to conversations that there are uh many people who have not 
in 20 or 30 years of their career, they have not systematized anything. No, they are just reacting to business as it comes in and business for them is a warm body, someone who, who says, who is breathing and has a pulse and, 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 perhaps money <laughs> and says, I'm thinking of buying or selling a home. And then we might chase and follow up with those people for a long time, but they're not ever having those conversations of first of all, qualifying them. And second of all, helping to orient them into uh, a success mindset um, and asking those questions and giving them that information. And, you know, I, I do a lot of this stuff because I don't want people getting to the finish line only like when it comes time for them, they find the home that they absolutely love and they want to write an offer on, but they're not mentally or emotionally or financially prepared. Yeah. Like I had, I've, I've had people who are saying that they want to go out and look at a house. And then I'm like, you don't even, you haven't even qualified financially. Like what you're just going to be in an, uh, emotional roller coaster when you write the offer and then you can't get the place you want. Like it's not going to come together mm -hmm. last minute. Yeah. And it's not fair to your other clients for you to be spending time with people who haven't taken the steps required that you have said, you know, this is what's required for you to be successful. And if they don't take our advice, then they probably won't take our advice later when it comes to writing offers or, you know, removing conditions or not removing conditions or whatever there is to be, to be had. So, you know, I think, yes, you're right. We've gotten better at, we're both systematized in that way. And we both really like that kind of system and not everybody wants it. People sometimes say, just show me where to sign, tell me what to do. Um, and I don't think that those are already our ideal clients. No. We want okay. Invested. Yes. Are we going to talk Wait. about the stats? What's going on with the stats this oh, week, Andrew? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> well, Jane, you know, August 2021 was uh, a little slower for sales over last year. We had 760 sales unconditional. We're at the end of the month, so we could probably say this is a month's worth of stats uh, versus 979 in um, August of 2020. Which was well, exceptional. Hmm? Which was exceptional last was, year. Yes. Uh, but new listings coming on market, much lower, 845 versus uh, 1,333 in August 2020. Uh, and our active listings still, and this is a broken record, really, really low, sub 1,200 listings. Again, I think we're at, I, I'll have to look at the numbers, but we have, we definitely have more agents in Victoria than we have listings to sell. Uh, so that's, that's interesting. So how about the market? What's, uh, what's happened in the last week there, Jane? Okay. Well, thank you, Andrew, for passing the ball. Uh, new listings, 172 over the last week and pending 200. So if you're interested in a property, you need to get out there and view it quickly. It's also a great time to list. Please don't think that you can list whatever you want because there are homes that are doing price decreases. We've had 26 over the past week. So uh, be careful and listen to your realtor. Um, we have 278 that have just gone, uh, closed. I have three more closing this week. So I expect that number to really increase over the next day or two yeah. and then expired or withdrawn. I know that we are, uh, expired or withdrawn, uh, 17. And I know some of those are relistings. Yeah. I spoke to an agent. There was a property I viewed with some clients and it was a decent property. Um, Listed at 1.1 million, had a really nice suite down below, um, Glanford area, um, nice updates, 
nice yard. Uh, but they didn't receive offers on offer day. Um, so he, they, they actually did receive offers, but they were below asking and, uh, and I guess not close enough to what they were wanting for. So the agent reduced the price, they took it off market, so they expired it. And this is one of these stats that we're talking about here. And this is an example of what might happen. Expired the listing and then put it back up at $100,000 less because if under a million, there's a lot more buyers. So they put it up at 997, I think it was. Uh, and put it out to market. And they got four offers apparently, but again, nothing that the seller was willing to accept. The sellers were wanting more. So once again, they expired it again. That's two of those stats are a, a property that was listed and, and then canceled and listed and canceled again. Um, and they'll be relisting it again in September. So something that's a bit of churn for the stats. Yeah. And uh, so that does work actually about bringing in new um, viewings sometimes people have because it's longer days on market it may not show up on a priority listing but uh i do uh, have, I do have an issue though jane sorry to interrupt but i do have an issue this is my own personal business uh piece that i don't i don't like to see listings where the, there is no um intention that the seller will actually accept a price at the listed price and if they get offers above they're still not willing to accept those offers unless they reach a certain hammer point and i don't really feel like that's fair to the marketplace no uh, but this is a it's a strategy and everyone is welcome and entitled to their strategy but not one i can generally choose it's like working with a buyer who only wants to pay significantly less it's very tough to find them a place because a seller won't go down. And if a, if a seller wants significantly more, then they're not likely to find a buyer because that's just, we don't live in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Those buyers who say, you know, who say, well, on average, um, Oh, you know, on average it takes 10 offers to buy a, a house in Victoria. Um, let's say, um, which is not true necessarily, but uh, there was a time when, uh, we were hearing a lot from our colleagues saying, you know, I've got lots of buyers. They've written 10 offers. They still haven't gotten anything. It doesn't mean if you just buy 10 offers, you've got a one, you know, hundred percent chance of winning. <laughs> if you're always coming in low, uh, there's always going to be somebody higher. Yeah. I've got, uh, you know, I have clients who are just always looking for the deal and they always need um, a, the psychology of the buyer is that they need the, a little bit of money off and I'm like, it's the wrong market. Same thing with the psychology of the buyer is that they need to do the research and take their time and really think about it. For, so for those people, if we have delayed offers, I get try and get them in the first day. So they have the time to review. Anyway, yeah. we, we, uh, we're at 1034. So yeah, we, let's, uh, we've got things to do. I've got offers to write and um, submit and and you've got, and, and, and I've got properties to show this afternoon. I'm definitely not leaving my phone behind. Um, so. No phone left behind. <laughs> <laughs> no client left behind. Never. All Never. right. Well, have a very successful week and best of luck to you on your offers and your clients. I hope it works out for you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we'll see how many we're competing against and what happens. But uh, anyway, wish us luck. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Uh, thank everybody who's been watching today, and uh, we appreciate you very much. And uh, looking forward to seeing you guys again as we just chat away and uh, maybe uh, talk about something uh, useful to you. 
<laughs> yeah, sorry we didn't get to uh, to new construction. There are pros and cons. We'll talk about that next time, but uh, next, probably in two weeks. Next week, we're going to do our stats review. And next, next week's a long weekend, right? Oh, right. Do you want to do it on Tuesday? No. No, okay. All right, well, maybe I'll just do it by myself. It's okay. We'll talk. We'll talk. Okay. Okay. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy your last week of the summer, and we'll see you in September. Don't forget to subscribe. And uh, how do we get in touch with you, Andrew? You can reach me uh, at uh, 250-360-6106 or email me info at andrewplank.com. And he has a really cool video on his website. You should go see it. My name is Jane Johnston. I'm with the Barry Hill Group at Remax Camosun. My number is 250-744-0775. I have two websites. One is briarhillgroup.com, which we'll talk about buying and selling homes. And then Vancouver Island Time, if you want to investigate neighborhoods and entrepreneurs around the island. All right. Take care. Right. Have a great week. Bye. All right. Mic drop. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.